You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Control Your Nerve Weekly. I am the narrator. I love it. We just pick it right up, and that's what we do. I am EC3, the essential character, coming off the big Thanksgiving weekend. Jed, narrator, how was your Thanksgiving? It was perfect. Uh, Obviously, we took the week off um, because uh, family matters. (laughs) Apparently, yeah. Yes. Family matters and some... Great show. Yeah. Whatever happened to the daughter? Do you remember? Because family always, matters? Well, she was yeah, a babe. No, but Laura was the babe, and yeah. she was there the whole time. But remember, they had that daughter that kind of just disappeared. Uh, that happens a lot in Hollywood. Here's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. You mentioned that. But all right, before we even get into Thanksgiving, now yeah. I'm sparked by a conversation topic. Best TV dad of all time. Maybe you like this, you comment about it. Who is the greatest TV dad of all time? I have a few off the top of my head. Carl Winslow being one. Uh, Red from that 70s show being another. Uh, what is his name? Patrick Duffy was pretty cool from Patrick Step by Patrick Duffy was great, handsome. Yeah, uh, Duffles. Really? <laughs> what an interesting family dynamic. But uh, Mr. Costanza. Yeah. George Costanza's dad, one of the funniest. Jerry Stiller, also the dad of Ben Stiller. Yes. So he's good at playing a neurotic dad. But I uh, I highly enjoyed uh, Tim Allen, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always uh, uh, being a sexual deviant with Patricia Richardson. Al Bundy. Al Bundy, Al Bundy was, great dad. He's a great dad. Great call. Yeah, he was, what qualifies man. the good TV dad, though? Is it necessarily? Because it doesn't exist anymore. No, I don't. Well, I don't watch TV anymore. But yeah, uh, yeah. The, the last good uh, TV comedy, like like sitcom character that was really worth a shit was Michael Scott. You know, because wow. you know that's that's the reality. You know, though I've never watched The Office in succession. Everyone no. loves it. Everyone tells me to, and I probably would enjoy it watching. It. I just haven't got around to it because, again, I just stopped watching TV because the whole world's a lie, and who cares anymore? But uh, yeah, Michael Scott, the last great TV character. Yeah. In the sitcom. Anyways, so Thanksgiving was good. Thanksgiving was good. Uh, you, had, you had your daughter here. We had, yeah, we, we, we both had my daughter here. We did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Uncle Three. Uncle Three, yeah. And uh, to have a... Just screaming at a child. You know. like Interrupting it, the conspiracy podcast when you say, oh, you got to listen to this. I'm hanging on every word. And dad, dad, dad. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, wait a second. Yeah, and what great influence that was, you know, uh, letting the uh, bright minds of my daughter be influenced by the conspiracy podcast that we listen to when we print shirts. Well, also, <laughs> most of the time she just ran outside without us even watching, so we're yeah. obviously terrible, terrible. Yeah, she just spent most but, of the time drawing on anything that we can't get the, you know, chalk that in places it doesn't rain, uh, couches that she put marker all over that a giveaway on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, re- regardless, um, she's a lovely daughter. Oh, she's amazing. She'd be very proud. Yeah, it's um, always nice to have her, and she, she does she one hell joy. of a, uh, she does one hell of an impression of Josiah, uh, former NXT 
when he was in the Buddy Murphy uh, propaganda that we did, she was here the whole time that I filmed it and edited it, and like she just sat there going, "You did what?" You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. What else do we do Thanksgiving? We hmm. spent it. We went somewhere. We went somewhere. Went, yeah. yeah. We, like, we had a big and, like, here's, a, here's the thing about Thanksgiving in, in Orlando is not there's so many international athletes here, whether working for WWE or post working for WWE, they're all here. You know, this is Hollywood for wrestling. And uh, you did it a few years ago. You did a Friendsgiving, and there was, it was know, great. Uh, performers from Australia, England, China, uh, China, yeah, India, I India believe too. Yes, right? but this year. Uh, our good friend Spud, formerly Spun. known as Drake Maverick, James Curtin, did Friendsgiving this year, and he really just hosted it. And his lovely wife Renee cooked oh, a beautiful spread, un- unbelievable MVP of the kitchen. Just the only thing she put more time in than the kitchen was her lashes. <laughs> she, <laughs> she definitely, I mean, to maintain perfect hair and makeup while color coordinating her. Uh, <laughs> What do they call it? Like the the schmuck? What do you call yeah, that? I don't thing? Know, the housewife gimmick? No, like the cooking, the apron? apron yes, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I am totally shot. Color <laughs> coordinating that to just, you know, look pristine, perform so well in the kitchen. Everything was delicious. I like home cooked meal. It was fantastic. And it was, it was what was wonderful about whatever Thanksgiving was as we grew up, but Thanksgiving to us really is. Uh, being thankful for the family you make, regardless of blood, mm-hmm. and we had family there from Canada. We had, we had. I think we were outnumbered with English. There was a ton of a lot of blokes, a lot, lot of mates, a lot yeah. of mates. And what was amazing was, you know, regardless of, you know, I want to say uh, Matt from Two Point is there with his newborn son uh, that he had three Damn. days after we filmed the narrative. Baby Holy, Jack, baby Jack, mm-hmm. beautiful little boy. Uh, and we're looking forward to bringing 2.0 on, on the show here to psychoanalyze. There are a couple brilliant minds there. But it's like the, the brotherhood of uh, just, just shooting the shit about the business and just all of us being between 35 and 38, 39, and just realizing you know, what we had. Like, 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 you know, I'm not a professional wrestler. I'm, I'm, I'm a producer at best. And hearing all your guys' stories and what you guys were truly thankful for. Um, which was a positive spin to our normal hatred and negativity. Well, the thing about the subconscious is it doesn't recognize jest. It doesn't recognize joking. It doesn't recognize sarcasm. So a great flaw of mine, great flaw of a lot of people's, is the uh, vocalization of things you don't like and the negativity because that then therefore manifests itself mm-hmm. upon your reality. And it lives in your mind, and then what your mind projects becomes real in a sense. So trying to eliminate that, yes. But it was very nice to turn everything positive. It was very nice. I enjoyed it thoroughly because after dinner, I didn't go too ham. Mm-hmm. I had to like, because if I have a full belly, I can't think, and I'm not as quick-witted. But we like <laughs> suddenly gathered around the, the little table, and we were just like rapping back and forth. And I'm like, oh, this is, oh shop talk is delicious. It's so good. <laughs> and so many great minds, like... And like minds, there wasn't, there isn't conflict when we're all together. That's no, there's the, like that's minds, beautiful, and then there's book. respect for disagreements or respect for other people's opinions, and that's yeah. that's that's fucking discourse, people. <laughs> that's health. That's health. <laughs> and that's, and we got to watch uh, my daughter uh, totally win a twister match against Serena Deeb. That was which is pretty impressive because oh. she's such a technician in the ring. <laughs> She wasn't on the twister floor. Oh, the student became the master. The student became the master. Well, speaking of Spud, you know, we've had a big couple weeks with good old James Curtin. And, uh, 
he uh, he finally was released, you know, after two years of hype. Um, finally got in his, his mind. In his mind. For every day he said it was going to happen. <laughs> he, he spoke that into existence. Um, and I, I don't want to get too much into the process because he asked me to not divulge. And, and really, he wants that uh, piece of work to be his, his best piece of work. And it is. It's fantastic. Uh, but we're not going to actually put a date on when we filmed it. But he was definitely, it came out just as the news came out because he was prepared and he definitely contacted uh myself uh and ec3 and we worked with uh with patch here and manny and last summer and tom shafter and we all got together and we had the secret project and we put together our free james Curtin, uh which he likes to call get up and it's it's beautiful get up is wonderful and he's putting out there with the positive message we're always down with his uh you know, the mental health pursuits. And I know like every performer and every friend I have and every person on the planet, uh, we all have some issues. And then that's, you know, near and dear to his heart. So to be able to take that and parlay it into uh, raising money for, I'm not quite sure what charity it was, mental health institution, it's but whatever one I think that Pro Wrestling Tees is, is oh, working yes, with. Good, so if, yes, so so if you're listening to this and you, and you don't know yet, Number one, go to the James Curtin YouTube, watch his Get Up uh, propaganda, and then go over and support his charity. Uh, he put his beautiful big dumb face on a shirt and it says Get Up, and uh, it's a you know I really wish I was wearing it's one right now. But I, it's I also the avatar on his video game console, which yeah, he was nice enough to show me his home theater and play video games with me. And I'm like, dude, we're adults. This is he's this a is successful man in a beautiful home, but he still plays PS3 all the time. Oh, PS. Four and five. Oh, I just saw. I met you go see Resident Evil, man. I'm like, I, like, <laughs> I, I don't care. <laughs> but it, but on my end, and this is the, like you know, as much as I was really excited because I am still a rookie as a wrestling producer, even though my shit is fucking sweet. Um, this was the first video I did. It did over a million views in 24 hours too. And that was like, yep. you know, that's not a, a flex over anybody else uh, that I've helped produce. It was, it was something that we put together a positive message for the industry, and it got a million views. And, yeah. and so like, many people started tweeting, you can't get fired from wrestling. And that was a great message, yeah. you know what I mean, and that for was, performers. That was his, his message, and it's his story. And just to be a small part of facilitating uh, one of my best friends, great visions to come through. It's all him. Like, that's what we do here. Control your narrative. When we talk about that, it's telling your story. It doesn't have to be within our weird little violent subculture. Telling your story, controlling your narrative is being able to push it out there. And, you know, if we can help in any way, create that for a best friend, any talent, more talent come knocking on the door when that happens. So good calling yep. card for you, brother. Yeah, let me know. My my uh, calendar's filling up pretty quick if you it need to control your narrative. Rock solid. Um, you know, uh, just don't come at me uh, like a J-Rock. You know, I'm going to call him out on here. Don't come at me with, an, uh, with hey, I need to control my narrative. And I pitch three or four different things that help you change for the better version of yourself. Um, and then you just go do the Damn. same thing on the indies. I have no time for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I'm already, I'm already trying to, I already got Jake Logan. All right. You know, I, I need people that want to change. Refreshing though, to just be honest. Yeah. Oh yes. And I hope that honesty was met with a prior text message prior to just a public burial, but no, yeah. like just being honest is such a release and so fulfilling. Yeah, seven because, people are going to look up J rock. Yeah. But like, People don't. Another terrible thing with this industry is everyone's so deathly afraid of what's well, not even conflict, but just 
having a moment of disagreement or like, I don't see it. This is what I, I think you should do. And just that discourse we talk about mm-hmm. different minds. He's obviously very driven and wants to do something. Now he has to take it upon himself. If he wants to do it with you, yes. you have requirements yes. because your time is valuable and your vision goes one way. Like, so just be honest with people. And, and it's like even being in a bad relationship, maybe you don't belong in that relationship. Um, if you are just hiding your true feelings or your thoughts, or I think we need to work on this. If then, like, if they say no, then guess what? That's not a good relationship. So don't waste your time. You're not going to get married. And if you do, it's going to fail. It's going to suck. And you're going to go become miserable. And, and, mo- and most people don't break up a bad relationship because they're afraid of the change. You know what I, I mean? Like it's, it's easier to, to it's easier to live with the security of a partner in turmoil than it is to live by yourself a lot of times. At least it was, that's what it was for me. I, I am a codependent person. I, I like to feed off the energy of living with somebody, whether it's a girlfriend or a best friend or, or a brother or anything like that. I like to be codependent. You and know what I mean? like, you're an emotional guy. And emotional. sometimes you let your emotions get the best to you. Absolutely. All the time. I don't. But <laughs> no, another thing too is when I'm talking about... you're the dad and I'm the mom. <laughs> talking about... <laughs> Being honest with people, especially if you care about them and want to see them succeed, there's two to three people behind the scenes right now who, I mean, one took my wrath ruthlessly all day long for things that were rightfully wrathful, but I could always say, oh, it's okay, don't worry about it, or no, you're fine. No, I'm telling you why you should do this and what I think. And if you think I'm wrong, tell me to fuck off. But you know I'm right. So you take it and you adopt it and you learn. And hopefully, you know, because I care for them and I want them to succeed and I love them, that that is why I'm honest. So, like, if you lose focus on something that I worked hard for you to do and was happy to see your success and you fall off, you need to get back on. I'm going to make sure you know. Don't again, but I'm also going to be there to help you out. Absolutely. Uh, so let's take it to this week's uh, psychoanalyzation. Oh God, I berated Pacifico. Oh, yeah, yeah. This fucking guy. Well, Pacifico. Like, yeah, yeah. like, get this. Get this. Okay. He comes in crying. Uh, I don't know. He actually handled it well. Considering everything else. He just had like, your attention. I think so. But like, all right. When you get picked up from the airport, where do you go? Uh, departures. Yeah. Baggage. You go yeah. all the way down. You go down there. Okay. You go all the way down, yeah. And that's on the ground level, that's right? That's where a rental okay. car would be. You're going to get your rental car. Someone's Shuttles, picking up. Shuttles, Ubers. Uber. Yeah, bottom level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you would be, you're, if, you're, if you're taking off, you're going to the top, so you can okay. go in and go out. And, you know, oh, yeah, Here's sense. another side note. A lovely woman told me this once. She was dropping me off at the airport. Shout out to K-Dog. Uh, I'm like... Are we arriving or departing? And she says, we're arriving to depart. And I thought that was cute. But anyways, all right, baggage claim. Fucking Pacifico. I'm like, first off, what's your flight information? All he texted me, Terminal B. That's <laughs> what do you, no, you start with the airline, then the time, yeah. then maybe the terminal is probably the least important thing. Yeah. Then, okay, whatever, I'm getting there. Where are you? I'm outside, ground level. But then he said something about like arrivals. I'm like, wait, what? So, of course, I drive through horrible traffic. United people are everywhere. Like, I gotta get through. I'm like, he's not even gonna be here, is he? Call him. Where are you? 
Oh, I'm on the I'm on the top baggage claim. The baggage claim is on top. That's ticketing. Are you ticketing? Oh yeah, I'm at ticketing. I'm like why? <laughs> because someone told me to go up here. Have you ever left an airport before? I leave every week. I'm a pro wrestler. Well, then how do you not know this shit? So it started great. And then gummy like there was a gummy bear incident. Forgot his cream of rice. Had a good leg workout though. So. That Tom Wilson. Oh, and I watched him play on his phone doing leg extensions. If, I, if you ever see Vinny Pacifico on his phone during a workout, he's made a promise to not be on it. Tell me if he does. So he's just he's doing this shit with the phone. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, what is this? fucking Planet Fitness, dude. You gotta catch those Pokemon. Uh, is this Planet Fitness? <laughs> well, apparently, no. Actually, he's. Uh, Movers are taking stuff out of his place, and he's just like, you know, I need to be there. I'm like, there's nothing you can do now. Just put your phone away. And then he comes back. Oh, so he's watching them? Well, like, oh. getting updates. Oh, I'm yeah. like, well, what the fuck are you going to do? Put Tell cameras him, over you, the house. Tell him with the fucking rug in the, that corner. Like, there's nothing you can do. But then he gets his phone back. He's like, oh, my God, they broke my banister. <laughs> he just knocked the banister off his thing. So he lost his security deposit. Oh. Not like it wouldn't have happened if he was. You know, and, and fuck security deposits anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, fuck security deposits. So this week's... Uh, Psychoanalyzation is with Matt Taven. I really enjoyed this. That's the color purple behind us. Yes, yeah. yeah. Matt Taven, wonderful chap, about to like a fixture of Ring of Honor for a long time, and I know him well, but I don't know his story well. So I'm excited to see it, how he became who he was, the good times, the bad times, what's next, and uh, his enjoyment in the narrative. So, and what's amazing about Matt Taven is that he is. Uh, you know, same age as all of us, but still, there's still so much more that he's going to become. And I think that finally being free from Ring of Honor is really going to see. I'm so looking forward to what happens with Matt Taven. So let's take it to Matt Taven on the dance floor. Hey, man, what's your name? Matt Taven. I feel like I'm under the pressure. Um, no, but really, can you look in the f- camera and let the fans know what's your name? <laughs> I'm Matt Taven. And like, I've gotten that down so much that I, I know the arch of it. Like, it's, <laughs> ah, it's like, it's, it's a skill. I it's mean, skill. I might switch it up one day. What's your feeling like, of other wrestlers ah. using the I'm? You're the uh, second guy in the narrative uh, that used the I'm. We have an I'm Jake Logan. Oh, um, Jesus. With, yeah. the, with the thumbs? Yeah, with the thumbs, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that happens a lot. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of people follow the trend. You guys follow the trend. And you <laughs> are the trendsetter. Uh, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> they call me that for a reason, you know. Yeah. You see a lot of purple out there these days. You Not just here, because obviously I'm here. I'm just saying on that <laughs> side too. A lot of purple out there than normal. Well, we are so influenced here in the narrative by uh, <laughs> the color purple and uh, your story that we told with you of the color purple. That we actually remodeled our studio here for the narrative in purple. That's yeah. how I found this place. <laughs> I was nice. walking through. It was and a I was purple like, glow. Oh well, I just should be in there. You know what I mean? I don't know what that is, but. <laughs> Um, so let's get right to it. Uh, what does the color purple mean to you? Uh, so the color purple started as something that was uh, a thing of royalty as the kingdom. Mm-hmm. To me personally, it changed dramatically years later. Um, I always just thought, cool color. You know, people <laughs> got their colors. You know, I'm a Bret Hart fan, you know, pink and black, whatever. I remember even, you know, when I didn't kind of pick purple as a color, I still always liked when I had purple gear. I was, thought that was <laughs> the best one of the bunch. But um, brought the confidence. It did. You know, you just when you're looking good, you're feeling good. Everyone yeah. knows. And uh, my uncle, who actually was very close to me, uh, 
like and so so loved loved I was wrestling like one of those uncles that would like show up and buy everyone in the family like my t-shirt I would look yeah. out and all of a sudden it's like a bunch of Matt Taven t-shirts I'm like oh my family's here I was like that guy like life of the yeah. party uh he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer yeah. and uh so it's purple ribbons you know yeah. and and we we fought long and hard and uh we we had a lot of purple stuff that we would do uh uh, a little charity stuff for mm-hmm. and a lot of my family would do that and especially I would kind of watch it from afar being mm-hmm. on the road but it was just one of those things that after that moment I was like that's it that's my color you know good. what I mean yeah. and uh, he ended up passing and uh, after that day I was like I'll never wear anything else but purple so that's and in honor of my uncle Jim that's beautiful another reason why the color purple is beautiful obviously the color purple is very important to you um, do you think we did it justice in the narrative more justice than I think it's been done uh, everywhere else. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, what are we missing here? You know, you see all my life, like I feel like even this is my regular clothes. I've dedicated my life to looking this dumb. So, it's, you know, I, was that actually, your first time wrestling in a purple, in a purple light? In ever, a purple light ever. ever. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So seeing it back, I was like, maybe this could just be a thing. Maybe yeah. I, I'll have to fly with all my own equipment everywhere to make sure I, I light everything purple. But no, I was. Um, Probably one of my favorite matches just because of the look alone. To kind of see, and even even big sweaty Bill and covered in purple. And covered in purple, you know? yeah. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy sweaty Bill covered in purple and beer. You guys both covered in beer and it being purple. What I enjoyed too about once the purple haze, pun intended, uh, you know, came over the, the narrative. Um, it really played into Bill's beer goggles and his he, how he fights inebriated because. Uh, he's living in a uh, torment of his own self-deprecation, you know. Mm. Um, seeing that back, even when, when I was in filming it, I didn't realize how awesome it was until I saw it under different lenses. And even the one, I don't know if you realize, the one cameraman who's straight edge gets all the beer spit right in his I face. I didn't know he was straight edge. He got yeah. plenty of beer on him. He got so, plenty of beer. Yeah. Yeah, it was wonderful. <laughs> it really made us happy in post. Um, but the uh, what was amazing is that um, him being the lazy ass that he is did not wipe the lens. So then we had a beer perspective. I loved that shot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like that was one of my favorite yeah. parts. I mean, I, uh, you know, I was in college at a fraternity, so I know the, the smell of Pap's Blue Ribbon pretty well. <laughs> I don't like when I like, you know, I'm trying to get dressed later and I'm like, uh, wow, yeah. that's, that's me that smells like that. That smells like a fraternity floor. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get more into the psychology of Matt Taven, like let's just go over that day. Um, you know, you weren't booked, and you just showed up, and you were there, mm. and then you just you know knocked William's head off a couple times. You know what I mean? It's and fun. that's really what the, the the day went for you. You know what I mean? It was like you kind of walked into it. Uh, and I remember you looking at me as we went to do the walk around. You're like, I just saw the footage. I didn't even realize what the fuck I was walking into. <laughs> and, I, and, and now I say that respectfully. I appreciate the fact you took the risk yeah. being, you know, that uh, blind to the situation. You're like, no, I look around like you, you're like-minded people. And I think the, the narrative works better in a serendipitous opportunity where someone just, it's just walks in and they're part of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's why I saw that out of you. Um, and if, I yeah. just walked in like that, and you guys took care of the color purple more than anyone else. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was like, okay, I think I felt like I was supposed to be here. Yeah, it is. that's what. Yeah, but I, felt, I mean, yeah. really, like a bunch of text messages. Not sure mm-hmm. in wrestling, even still to this day, you always throw your gear bag yeah. in, your, in the car, you and know. I was just coming to hang out. Yeah. You know, I, I knew you guys had something cool going on. I was coming to hang out, and next thing you know, I'm a part of it, and uh, it's it's funny because now. 
I'll like watch the match back and I'm like, knowing like how you shot it and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I I mean, I would have slowed down probably. <laughs> it's funny, everyone's like, Matt Taven's so slow and boring. And then the one time when I really oh. should have, I'm like, let's go as fast as humanly possible. And, and that was the thing on my end, like it was you and Weston Blake uh, that I, being in the ring where I was actually scared for my safety. You know what I mean? And I like, almost that was, rolled right into right, you at right, one yeah. point. Yeah, and it was, yeah, the, the role, and we, you know, use it in the opening, but it was, I was like, literally, I was like, this dude's moving like a, like it felt like a, like a pool cue. You know what I mean? And like, you were just boom, <laughs> boom, boom. And, and on my end, like, it was like trying to find, and we're still developing the style of producing wrestling. Yeah. So I'm, you know, in the ring learning as, you know, trying to be a head chef, but actually learning how to cook the meals. Yeah. And definitely. knowing, like, you know, and I'm starting to realizing that, you know, maybe we need to stay away from certain corners. And there's certain times where I just, I'm, I'm not there and let, let the other cameras take over. And it's, uh, that's a whole other level of art form that we're still developing. And, and you challenged me in a way that I was like, holy crap, man, I'm screwed. I was, I was all jonesed up that day. I was looking around, <laughs> I was like, look at this setup. Like, oh man, it looks so cool. I was like, I don't know. I didn't, I wanted to, I just wanted it to be good because uh, I, I've known Bill forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I think the world of him. Same. And yeah. so I was like, I, I want this to be so good for all of us, but especially, I don't want to suck for him. I don't want to be like, hey, thanks. Well, uh, I don't think he sucked with any of those knees. Yeah, the, well, the the I mean, it's it's, such, it's, it's Bill. It's Bill. You can't yeah. hurt. You can't, you can't hurt kill that. Bill, yeah, and exactly. that's that's I think his overall. I feel like he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the one that would you know wake up after a good bar fight and be you know actually like that's that's because that's when he feels alive. You know what I, I, mean? I feel like I've seen him in worse yeah. over the years. You know what I mean? I've seen him fall face first into snow, not knowing if there's concrete underneath, <laughs> and so like he. He's, he's a wild man. He probably <laughs> dug it. We, we love William here. We love Bill Carr. Um, Can't wait to name him again. <laughs> well, that's, that's something that I wanted to uh, ask you on camera. Like, do you see yourself, Matt Taven, in the gear that you see coming out of Ring of Honor? Or do you see yourself taking on more of the narrative and becoming more of the neglected? Because in the last couple of weeks, you've actually become now a part of the neglected. Mm. I mean, I definitely feel more of part of that that neglected side and yeah. uh it's uh it's it's a crazy world wrestling right yeah. it can especially be right now the best feelings in the world and then immediately make you question everything yeah it's the, the biggest uh, the drop peaks. of a hat yeah you know one day you wake up and you're making plans for the future and then by that afternoon you got to make different plans mm-hmm. and uh you know you, you kind of see where things can go sideways for people yes um and so I think that there's like this fine line that everyone needs to ride of like feeling that darkness without jumping too far into it. So you definitely see yourself as more than neglected now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if I wasn't neglected before, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I sure as am, sure as hell I am now. Um, so to speak a little bit more about the neglected, let's let's start with uh, your relationship with Vincent and the Kingdom. Now on my end, you, I mean, you're what twenty eight. 29? 22? Yeah. Like, doing, <laughs> like, yeah. doing good. You're doing good, yeah. Yeah, like, feeling good, young, but like you, spry. Like, you came up with Vincent and, and Mike Bennett, and there's a, the whole class that came out of that. Uh, Champa came out of that. Um, that school, that, that you guys, that, that whole rush of talent that came out of that. So I remember going 
to a Ring of Honor show when I moved down here, and it's like three or four years ago, and I'm seeing the kingdom for the first time, and I'm just like going like, wow, because I'm getting the the Walking Dead vibes, but I'm getting also like there's something else here, what's going on with it. But what I got the most out of it is that you guys were young. Mm. And that's why I was like, man, this is already, they're already hitting home runs and they're this young. Um, so go a little bit behind the psychology of how you and Vincent, Vincent ended up there doing the kingdom. I mean, I think it's the story of everyone needs to need someone to help them sometimes. Yeah. Everyone needs someone to, to lend out a hand and, and pull your friend up because it kind of worked in a chain like that. You know, Mike Bennett had been floating around and got signed in Ring of Honor and he reached out his hand and he grabbed me and pulled me along with mm-hmm. me. And then when it was my turn to do that for Vincent, I yeah. grabbed him and I pulled him along with me. And it was, and that's like those bonds that, that's why we call each other brother. You know yeah, what I mean? As lame true. as sometimes that feels, but it's like there's such a strong bond that years will go by. Vincent was ready to not wrestle anymore. He mm-hmm. was done for, and it, like, Mike Bennett had a bit, lot to talk him back into it. And then all he needed someone was to say, I got you, let's, let's do this. And I mean, that didn't work out too well for me in the end. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's the story of, of wrestling and how a lot of, the, a lot of guys get their breaks. And like the, that whole New England scene was like coming up in a pressure cooker. But oh, I think that huge. it's why it created such good talent because we were all just in there wrestling each other. And it's like... Hanson, Tommaso, Bennett, me, Eddie Edwards, Vincent, the TK ended up coming up and it was like, there's so many guys. It was like the New England Mafia just kind of entered Ring of <laughs> Honor all at once. And uh, man, it's it's kind of crazy to now that we're going back to the Indies. Go back to the, yeah. yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy to kind of see how that New England scene's doing now. And that's something that like, because I know both you and Vincent are going back to the, the home fed, right? Mm. And you guys are doing... The original Fed again, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah, we're going booking. back. Um, two, really, two promotions really helped us out a lot. Northeast Wrestling and Top Rope, and Top Rope is yeah. where our school was. Um, so we're doing, we're going back up Thanksgiving. You know, it's like a family reunion. <laughs> it's like I can't get away from this turd. And it's like <laughs> everywhere I go, there's Vincent. But it's it's going to be nuts because it's been. Jeez, uh, six, almost seven years wow. since I've been able to do indies like that. So. Uh, I feel like I'm jumping into a whole new world. <laughs> and are you uh, going to be working with Vincent there? Or you guys have separate things? Or? Yeah, okay. yeah. Got, it's, right. it's, it's something that will never die. <laughs> you like, know what I mean? No, was that, like, just a question in the moment. Like, do you feel the cage match was the, a good ending to the you know, what, four-year arc of your guys' story together? Right? It's four years? Well, I mean, I yeah, right? for, since the beginning of the kingdom, which yeah. is 2016, it's, geez, yeah, five, five, five years. years. Five years. So it's like, yeah, the answer is yes, but not enough people saw it. Mm-hmm. Not enough people knew about it. It's something I'm so proud of, but the fact that it still doesn't have that attention makes me still go back out there and say, well, then I'll bring it right to you. Yeah. I'll do it in your front yard if you yeah, want it. Me absolutely. Too, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's... Uh, and there's a beauty about the chemistry that you guys have is that you guys can take that on the indies and do it. You could technically take all the same things and plug it into a different plat- different three-letter brand, mm. do all the same story again, do yeah. a bigger exposure rate, yeah. and find better moments out of each other. You know of course. I mean? like, and, you, and, and even as proud as I am of that, we, there's still times where you look back and you're like, oh, we could have done this. Done that, yeah. Oh, we should have switched this up. You know what I mean? So, you know, you learn from it and hopefully we'll do it better the next time. <laughs> um, what are the origi- uh, origin stories of your theme song? Uh, the theme song yeah. is something that uh, 
I literally, so when you're, when you, you're hurt, you feel like the whole wrestling world is just passing you by. Mm. You feel like here today, gone today. It's like yeah. that quick. So that is, I think Jericho says that all today, here today, gone today. You know, that, that is the wrestling world. I, and I blew my knee out and like instantly just stuff started moving. Mike went to TNA, Adam joined the Bullet Club and I'm like, <laughs> oh God. And so like I had all this time on my hands and uh they basically said, like, you could do whatever you want. Here's the Warner Chapel database. Oh, okay. And so, like, I sat for <clears throat> days. And that's all just bits and pieces. I was like, okay, one minute, 30 seconds into this song, I want this piano riff as yeah. the beginning. So I'm like, it's why I still hold on to it to yeah. this day. I'm like, that's my baby. I, I, it's not my music, but I put that monster together, you know. <laughs> uh, I have uh, had multiple... Uh, conversations with our music composer Tommy Tanks, and uh, he's he, like his approach to everything we write is like someone has to hear our music and go, the audacity of this this guy, <laughs> the audacity, you know, and that's what we're kind of realizing our brand to uh, how we produce, you know, whether it is a visual or audio is, we want people to be like, wow, the audacity of this. And that's this how guy. I feel that song is. It's oh, like, that song um, has that, yeah. It's like an arrogance, but a confidence, like a, like a brashness, but a, like a, like I know what I'm doing. And so we, we have it, every you know? intention of doing a, a, a facelift where we give it the respect it deserves. Let's give it that um, facelift. And Everyone give it needs f- one of those. Yeah, give it a, a facelift. So that's something that <laughs> you will be... Uh, seeing in future narratives and hopefully that it's something you can use in other companies, but definitely like oh, yeah. ramping up the sounds and like giving it a little bit more depth because it is the composition and the songwriting's there. Like it's got great stuff, but I'm just like, there's, it's like, it needs so much more because um, when you hit the ring with it and like, we'll go right into it. Like Madison Square Garden, you know, having the piano player, mm-hmm. the, the, pi- the pianist uh, play you to the ring. Like, uh, was that a friend of yours? Did Ring of Honor find that? <sighs> You know, was there? A, I don't know. Was there a dress rehearsal for that? Like, because of the tempo difference. You know, like <laughs> Madison Square Garden yeah. is like one of those things that's like you know people try to take it away from you after the fact, but it's uh, it's one of those things that like I never got a chance to enjoy the day of because there was uh, so many things like that. Variables, yeah. Oh my god, it was like we were supposed to do a dress rehearsal, ran out of time, didn't do the dress rehearsal. I had never met this guy in my life. Um, I originally had a guy that I knew, it fell through, I was trying to get someone else, and actually I reached out to Andy, um, the butcher from, yeah. from AEW there, yeah. and uh, he's like, I know a guy. And so he sent me like a YouTube link of this guy playing like every Star Wars song on the piano like perfectly, I was like, perfect, he's got this. So he never had a chance to do anything before the live oh, shot. Oh, wow. And actually, I, it was told that um, one of our guys that works backstage, Josh, I guess he saved the day of Madison Square Garden. Like, they, the piano wasn't working, and they were like, scrap the piano last minute. And he, like, jumped and saw a plug that needed to be plugged in. In my mind, it's like an action movie. I was yeah. like, awesome. I'll remember <laughs> that. But um, yeah, like literally, I'm about to walk out, and they're like, "No piano, no, the piano's playing." Oh wow! And so like and that's show business, everybody. <laughs> like, and so I'm like, "No, no, it's not a big moment or anything. Yeah. I got this, you know." So um, it it's just one of those headaches that's like because that was the thing of, of me as a, a musician. It was like I was like, "This is beautiful." Oh wait, the te- like right away I'm realizing the tempo is different. So you know I, mean? I thought he was going to continue playing, but since he never had the chance to rehearse, we never had any chance to, to go do, over to that. do a changeover when, yeah. when the actual when the, to, to nod at the guy to hit play. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and, that's really what that is. Of course, and, and it was just one of those things. I was like, ah, it happened. Yeah, <laughs> and, that's, and and unfortunately, uh, 
that is pro wrestling as much as it is show of business. Course. You know what I mean? That's like the, the ideas of grandeur. Uh, and still had the best entrance still, at MSG, I think. Uh, absolutely. Good of all of the history of MSG. Oh, yeah. Of all, of all the history of MSG. Put it down. Number so, one, let's, Matt Taven. Let's get that out. Like, <laughs> what was, like, you know, and this is this is for the uh, the fans, you know what I mean? This should be uh, something as a fan. What did it feel like to win the world title on top of a ladder in Madison Square Garden where all the all those other guys have won la- titles, you know, but I think that's, I, I might be wrong, but that might be the only world title that was won in Madison Square Garden on a ladder. I think it was Intercontinental. Would somebody yeah, can fact right. check that, but you might Let's be, just say it is. Yeah, let's just say it, it is. It's official. It's I'm official. the only world champion to win on top of a ladder. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's insane. Like, I yeah. still kind of think of it almost like a movie. Like, you're so, there's so much adrenaline and and you're just all like you know i'm dealing with this piano i'm dealing yeah. with this i'm dealing with that that you're, you're like, walking into becoming a top guy which is something people don't understand the responsibility that comes with that it's, it's ridiculous. literally the first time i've ever walked into madison square garden oh in my life <laughs> like i'm a boston garden guy you know what i mean yeah. so like i didn't get a chance i was in the theater the day before but i never had a chance to walk into the main stage so like earlier that day it was weird it all everything kind of feels like a movie in this mm-hmm. this whole scenario it's like earlier that day i walked in and i happened to walk in as they were doing the sound check for my music so the whole this famous roof that i've been watching mm-hmm. on every you know match that i've ever pretended i was doing in my yeah. my parents you Absolutely. know furniture in madison square garden <laughs> and so like here I am walking to Madison Square Garden, the whole roof is purple. And I was like, what the f? And it's boom, and they play the kingdom music. It yeah. says kingdom across the screen. I was like, oh my that's God, this is yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, like I get yeah. it right now talking, like, I was like, this is happening. Like, <laughs> holy moly. So um, it's, it's one of those things that there's a moment right after I, I pull it down, I do the on that Taven thing, and then I smile like the biggest Cheshire cat grin <laughs> grin because I can see myself on the monitor inside the Titan Tron uh-huh. and I'm looking at myself with a giant banner underneath that says Madison Square Garden I'm holding the world title yeah and I just smile and it's you know it's the greatest moment of my life so it's, it's like 100% you know I'll, I'll live on that forever and uh you know anyone that has anything to say about it when was the last time you won the world title in Madison Square Garden oh that's right I'm the only one to ever do it <laughs> official official Wikipedia official yeah. no one ever lied on Wikipedia and, 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 and ever that like the Jay Lethal and, and Marty did a did a great job it was overall like the it was a ladder match that just kept you guessing the whole time, which is the point of ladder matches. But seeing, you know, going and I watched it recently again. Like I remember watching it way back, but I read, I've been you know learning how to produce you. So I've been like studying things and and I was like, there's like the story that was told in that like was just especially going to the finish was just great. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You guys all, everybody in that match and any of the producers that helped with it all deserve. They all won the title that day too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you you see it like. You know, because like you hold, you hold it, the smile, and then you, you're like, oh god, I still have a job to do, and you still got to come down and do all that <laughs> stuff. And you see that, like, you see you come down from the the, the, yeah. the rush of it all. And you want to stay up there forever. You, you want see, like yeah. the sun to set, and you're like, yeah. that's the People end. Walk out of the room. Yeah, that's like, that's like, like I'll I, stay up here if I just if my heart stops beating <laughs> right now, that's right how the story should end. So yeah. it's like it's crazy because the next week I was like in Pittsburgh, like a week ago, I was winning the world title <laughs> at Madison Square Garden. Um, <laughs> but it's man, I. And still, like, all the little things that we, t- me and Jay, I'm uh, my favorite wrestler to ever be in the ring with, but, like, we had so many things leading up to that, and then that day alone is just, we, we kind of put together some cool stuff, and, but, like, I didn't know I was winning till right before, but I knew, like, 
I wanted this purple ladder. I was like, win or lose, <laughs> I'm getting this purple ladder. It yeah. will live iconically forever. And like, I, I thought it would be cool, but I had no idea that like people really were like, when I saw that purple ladder come out, <laughs> oh my goodness, I got so excited. I was like, that's even better that's than I expected. That's the pull out That was your sword. Yeah, you know right? what I mean? Like, well, I was like, if I lose, throw me off the top. It's Madison yeah. Square Garden. Throw, right, me, yeah. throw me as far as you, you yeah. know, pick the little plate on fire if you wanted. But uh, <laughs> So you found out right before you walked out, even though they, they, they booked a piano for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all stuff I did. I yeah, had oh, beg, you booked the piano. Oh, yeah, you know that, what yeah. I mean? I had to be like, hey, I want a piano intro for Madison Square Garden. Hey, I want this. Hey, I want a purple ladder. Like... It, of course, and I had to do all the legwork for the the piano and stuff, getting the piano, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I really and and that's I don't want to you know do this too hard, but like that's the kind of stuff that I think there's a lot of creative guys, especially in Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. that have done so many things behind the scenes for themselves. Vincent, people, Vincent, one of them. huge, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean that the, they just don't, most of the righteous stuff, like like they they self produce a lot of their videos outside of it. Yeah. I mean, they're taking pictures and they're. They're, they did such a good job of creating a, a universe for themselves that can be plugged into Ring of Honor. And that's why they'll still last. So, like, Ring of, Ring of Honor always gets credit for giving the guys the freedom, and then the guys don't get credit for, like, how, 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 how you, you want to give me the freedom? Well, then <laughs> do this and that and this. And they're like, oh, that was all you. I was like, yeah, you gave me the freedom to do whatever <laughs> I wanted. I'm going to have the coolest things yeah. happen at Madison Square Garden. So, uh, yeah, I didn't find out till a couple hours before the match. And I... It's funny because I, I talk about how like the match itself is all a blur. Like yeah. it feels like a movie till the end, but that moment um, being told, I'll remember that <laughs> for the rest of my life. Who told you? Uh, delirious. Delirious. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great. And uh, it was a room, small room, with uh, Delirious, our boss Joe Coff, myself, Jay Lethal, and Marty. And uh, he said, "Tonight, Matt Taven wins the world title." And I was like. Who, me? <laughs> but uh, no, it was like really made the moment is that Jay Lethal got the biggest smile I've ever seen on his face. And I could just tell, like we had done so much, we've been wrestling each other for years. I could yeah. just tell how proud he was for me and happy he was for me. And like that, I'll remember that moment more than I'll remember anything else. Beautiful. Let's take a break real quick. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So going to uh, all these changes happening with Ring of Honor and, you know, uh, you, you someone like yourself and Vincent, who most of your career has been in Ring of Honor. But now we see you uh, showing up in NWA, yeah. you know, uh, which was great timing. Um, do you like just a little bit backstory of how that came to happen? That, like, the timing was amazing. 
It's so funny because then people started saying like, oh, well, obviously they knew something was up. No. Yeah, same thing with the Briscoe. I mean, Briscoe showed Brisk- up at somewhere at GCW and everybody's like, well, they must have seen it coming. And that might be like, I mean, no. And everybody found they, out in the same phone call. Yeah, no, no, it was, <laughs> it was a very sad Zoom. Um, but uh, and no, we had no idea. We knew that anybody had reached out to us. We obviously wanted to do some, some yes. crossover stuff. It was actually going to be like an open like a thing to kind of open a little relationship with the two companies a little bit more and have guys go back and forth. And before you know it, yeah. <laughs> everything happens. So, I mean, it's... Because you guys debuted the same week, right? Almost as the news broke? At, so they aired it the same week. They aired week, it the same week, But yeah. we had done it two weeks earlier. Yeah. So, like, literally, like, you know, this is like a three-week... Hello, week, wrestling. That's yeah. the, <laughs> and I was like, of course it's going to air this week. And immediately it's like, oh, Matt Taven obviously knew. Uh, <laughs> so... It's, and we like, call that guy the everyday fan here. His name's actually G off TS. <laughs> I just saw like it's something the other day that was like, if, if this is the avatar, it's like one of those classic anime avatars. Yeah. Like this is what the guy looks like. And yeah. obviously the guy looks like a foot. And I'm like, oh, that's about well, spot he, the, And this is probably something you deal with, but we have the guy, he comments, G off TS everyday, at everyday fan for life is his Twitter handle. <laughs> Oh, this and is a real person. This, I thought this, this was prick. something you came he, up with. I, I, a spend, I spend like 25 to 30 hours on every little piece of propaganda we put out, and this prick can just immediately go to AEW. Like, it's just that easy. Like, we can just, we can just sign up for a subscription that we're now in AEW because we're creative or we're talented. <laughs> I was going to say, why are you telling me this? Yeah, yeah, well, they, yeah. Oh, it's, why are you yeah, telling me this? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it, and then I I'm starting to think that they actually have a bot that goes into anything wrestling wise that's posted that just says That'd go to a AEW. smart move. I need to get myself a bot. Yeah, get yourself. Is it the Meltzer bot? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, if I can get my hands on that bot. <laughs> then you would go to AEW. Yeah, I'd be all set. <laughs> life um, uh, just have a little fun here <laughs> um we're just having a little fun here uh at the narrative but yeah i mean i what we love billy corgan we're mm. oh, uh, uncle, yes, uncle nwa that's what we were talking yeah, about yeah nwa yeah <laughs> uh we love un- uncle uncle billy uh is william dev- now yeah sir william corgan has done <laughs> such a great job at uh paving the way and you know you see him uh be able to learn from every mistake he makes and then when he makes his next decision it's 10 times better mm. and what's beautiful about seeing someone at the same time of being at ring of honor and being you know main eventing and then out of nowhere you're in this land of nostalgia yeah and, and seeing I, that difference you know but I, mean? I think it's what you said like i'm a fan of what they've been doing from afar like yeah. you, you know you see them on the screen and you instantly know it's the nwa oh, from it's the beautiful. look i love the yeah. backdrops i love everything they've been doing over there so we jumped at the opportunity and now it's like i'm glad we're coming back hopefully they keep us around yeah, you know yeah, what absolutely. I mean? so uh we're doing their next the next show, the next pay-per-view, and uh, hopefully that goes good, and we can just keep, keep on hopefully, going. Hopefully, Billy, I was like, you don't understand how big of a fan I am. I know you're <laughs> William now, and I'm sorry. It's just a habit of calling you Billy. I grew up like that, so I'm, <laughs> please don't don't kick me out too. Uh, like everyone's been doing that to me lately. <laughs> uh, and William, we trust. Okay, sorry, and, uh, but like I mean, Billy did like when EC3 won the world title. I was down here for a lot of that stuff, and mm-hmm. just seeing his uh, his charity and how much he made everybody feel. Uh, he never he never had an ego. He was Not playing Smashing Pumpkin songs acoustically to EC3 the night he won the title and stuff like and that. And you want to freak out when you're around him and yeah. be like, you remember that time yeah. you did this? Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> but he's just such like a normal guy. You're like, yeah, no, I'm cool too. I'm totally normal too. I, Inside, I'm like melting. The, to to <laughs> have my, my best uh, William Corgan name drop is uh, they play Tampa. Uh, TNA's taping that week, so none of the boys can go. Yeah, it's, it's Marilyn Manson and Smashing Pumpkins in Tampa, and Billy hits up 
EC3, so I'm the only one that gets the, the Alexis pass. And, That's awesome. And I have to go, and I sat next to Jimmy Chamberlain's family, <laughs> and I go backstage, and it's it's exactly like Wayne's World, where I'm this walking. This guy know how to party or what? Yeah, I'm walking around like this. Twiggy from Marilyn Manson's got a gaggle of goth skanks around him. Like, literally, two couches of just the same-looking uh, MySpace girl, and Twiggy's just old, decrepit, sitting there. There's a line of people to go meet Billy and go in his room yeah. and I'm like this doing the Waynesburg thing and I go up to the guy and I was like hi I'm JC um, I'm here to you know thank Billy for the tickets and there's a line of people Billy sticks his head out wearing only a, a robe and just goes yeah. oh JC's here come on back and I walk past all the motherfuckers waiting to meet him and, <laughs> and you're like and I'm just like doing pass. the Waynesburg thing and I watch this this dude sit there and put over EC3 of being the next big heel in wrestling while he's eating pe- cold pad thai <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, uh, it was it was such a he really... He loves wrestling. He loves wrestling. Loves and we it. were just talking about the psychology, like literally five minutes to talk about the psychology of being a, a heel and long-term story development. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, okay, cool. And he was he doesn't shake hands when he's on the road because he doesn't want to get sick. So he's a germaphobe. So I'm doing like, we're doing air two suites at each other and we're giggling. <laughs> and I walk out and I was just like, I, and it, was, it was that, I just had that intelligent conversation with fucking... Uh, uh, with Alice Cooper, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, it was it was yeah, it was it was a very it was a wonderful learning experience, and then like I, I hope that you guys, uh, I hope you don't call him Billy to his face, and you get to get booked more. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, I no, right? say I accidentally said Billy. I was like William, um, <laughs> but then I had to cut a promo about it because like he does just the coolest stuff I've ever seen. He wore this giant jacket but didn't put his arms in the sleeve. I was like, God, <laughs> that's so cool. So uh, I mean, it, it's fun though. Yeah. It's it's crazy because it's the smallest I've ever felt in a locker room in probably ten years. Everyone in the NWA is it's, like it's like EC3. It's, it's just jacked and like <laughs> eight feet tall. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, everyone can catch me, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, now this is something I like to ask everybody that uh, sits down for a psychoanalysis. Um, you know, we always talk about. Someone knocking on the door, you know, that's, that's all of the thing. Like, all you got to do with the narrative is come and knock, you know what I mean? So I'm going to ask you this question. You can answer it two different ways. And the narrative I, I, we kind of see is either you're the guy that brings out the story of, of who, like, let's say it's you versus me. You're going to bring out the, what I'm fighting inside myself, or I'm the one to bring that out of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's a lot of the conflict that we use to develop our, our psychology and our fights. Who do you see knocking on the door for you, whether it's the next narrative or any future narratives? To bring out the best of you. God. Or someone from your past that would really, I mean, obviously we have Vince and you in the same universe, but we'll get there eventually again. Yeah, right. Where would you, like... Man, I don't know where to start with that one because it's like there's so many people that have brought out the absolute animal in me. Like, I have a nice little scar across the top of my head because of Jay Briscoe just getting wild <laughs> one time threw a chair at me that clearly had a bar across the front I don't know it seemed <laughs> reckless but uh, no but it's like I'm split open and gushing blood and want nothing else in the world yeah. like he just brings that animal out in me but um, and I'm not just saying this because I'm here but I had never I mean I've been in the ring a handful of times with EC3 but mm. never in a way that we really could square up one on one and kind of see what brings what comes out of each other when when we're in the ring with one another. And and not to start any clickbait, but that is something that the essential character and I have discussed. You know, possibilities of 
of well, I'm clicking. <laughs> Matt Taven versus the, the, the trend versus the essential character, and because there's such follow the trend, yeah, and control your narrative, are such like weird. There's a weird dichotomy there between Absolutely. those two. And and then like, like, when you announced uh, just through your Instagram, when you said I'm here to follow the trend, like you didn't you didn't say all. Oh, that's all you had to say to say what you needed to say. And I thought mm. that was great because. Uh, being someone that follows the trend, seeing what the the next big trend is, the narrative mm. uh, in your eyes. You know what I mean. And it could be a thing where, like, you know, maybe you're neglected for the while, but maybe at one point you're sick of being neglected, and you want to find the best part of yourself and the essential character. I think if we're being honest with every, if everyone's being honest with themselves, yeah. they're very neglected. Yes. So I think it just is the right catalyst that makes that come out or show and uh sometimes you bury that really deep though yeah. so sometimes <laughs> it's really really hard to get that to take get the uh tears of a clown yeah. as they say to come out um you want to let everybody know uh where to book you where to find you i mean obviously just freshly launched i mean matthaven.com i made things simple easy if you know how to spell taven which Oh, if you put an R in it, I'll be so upset. <laughs> T-A-V-E-N, matttaven.com. You can find all my social media, all my merchandise, all my upcoming news, all the shows that I'm going to be on. You'll find the color purple. Yeah, if you just know how to spell Taven, just throw it in, in your little little typey computer machine and it'll pop up. There's not many Tavens out there. And That's most importantly, if it. you can get your hands on the cage match uh, that him and Vincent just did to yes. pull off their four-year history, it is... Uh, piece of artistic beauty the right oh, use of blood that. the right use of, of a crown like it was just <laughs> it was just it was something that i hope that both of you walk away with with a sense of pride we definitely do yeah. and uh, i can only hope at this point that like a great artist that uh, years in the future will get the credit that it uh, deserves well i hope to see you in the narrative painting more uh, more cheekbones with uh, your knee <laughs> hey you know that's what we're here for <laughs> and to be dressed and draped in purple <laughs> Start a Discord group or something. Yeah, like that's the thing. Should it be Discord? Should it be Mighty Networks? I want Discord. I think. You think? Ah, it just looked confusing. But that was Matt Taven interview. That yeah, was, that was cool, Matt, man. Matt Taven. Wow. And it was really nice that he did bring up that. Like you could see that he was waiting for me to bring it up about how when he watched back his match, about how much he almost fucking killed me in the ring. You know, yeah. like him and Weston. I like Lakers. he brought up how quick he was moving. I'm like, man, why is it going so fast? Yeah, but, and like, and I. Uh, you know, like a, it's it's a sixteen by sixteen ring. When a lot of these, a lot of you guys are, everybody's used to eighteen or twenty foot. So like when you move the way you move in a sixteen foot, there isn't a lot of room to get out of the way. And uh, man, he almost fucking killed me on when he's he came quick up as a cat, man. He's yeah. a great, great dude, great, real smooth, hate, but very smooth, very Su- smooth, silky smooth, silky. Those smooth. New England guys are very smooth. Yeah. What uh, another thing that stood out to me about that is uh, I'm doing double us. Uh, uh, I hate that. Okay. Uh, what stood out to me about that was uh, just in mentioning the feud of Vincent, how like much work they put into that feud to see it through all the way, and a lot of their own creative input, and they're uh, taking themselves, putting themselves in a position to make it work, and doing their thing so well. And he had that regret where he's just like, "I just wish more people saw it," and that's kind of the thing. I would have when we would do gangbuster business, like with me and Spud or me and Matt Hardy in TNA was, I always felt like I just wish more people saw it. And it, it, it hurts because it's your life's work and it's so good and it's so quality, 
but it's not being seen by the mainstream, nor if the mainstream even if that could take place in corporate, the big corporate wrestling, it would never be what it was. So you're never going to have the perfect situation. And if you have the perfect feud in the perfect moment, it might not be in the perfect place. So nothing is perfect. And that stuck with me. But what I want to tell him is it doesn't matter because what's going to matter is the people it reached and the people it got to and the people that appreciate it because they're true kudos and they're true thankfulness for it or they're true saying i really felt this moment when means so much more than i remember when he fell off the thing like something that would have been bigger but with less heart so nothing's perfect you trade that for this in the end it's still worth it and and one thing he said that vincent didn't say when we did our our sit down with vincent is that those two are going to be fighting each other for eternity. You know what I mean? If, if the wrestling landscape is a living hell, Vincent versus Taven will see a lot. Like it's, it's just going to keep on happening. And, you know, whether it's at an indie, maybe the narrative, you know what I mean? Um, I think that they can continue to reimagine their approach and continue to fight forever. Yeah. I hate that. Term. I hate I'm that term too. Well, I don't yeah. hate it. It's just been, overdone. how about uh, eternal combat? Eternal combat. They'll be, they, yeah, they'll be. Uh, well, I mean, it's like, it's best bat- with eternal combat. Best Batman ever, Christian Bale, with best Joker ever, Heath Ledger, hanging up there. Like, we're destined to do this forever. And, like, that's cool. That's cool as shit. So, not fight forever, but destined well, to do sweet. forever. So, narrative 16, I'm doing that with the two of those guys. Uh, someone else is getting hung first. Uh, <laughs> hand me that bottle of takeout sauce. Remember? We have an unpaid advertisement. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah, unpaid advertisement. Flavor Gang takeout sauce. I have no promo codes. I have no affiliation with this company. They love me, though, because I post about them, and I use this takeout sauce on just about every bland-ass meal I eat, and it makes them wonderful. So it's Flavor Gang on Instagram. Maybe throw your boy a discount code, and I'll send you more business. Also, their cream of rice is the best. Okay. Unpaid advertising. Yeah, we don't need them, but I just feel it's continuity, so we always have to fall back on something. No, it was great, because if not, I was going to talk about hot sauce, so that we'll save hot sauce for next week. Um, <laughs> so what's been pissing you off lately? Everything. Everything. You know, um, no, you know uh, actually, let me, do I, I, I you know, what nobody realizes at home is that we do have a whole peanut gallery. There's about 30 people here watching us do these narratives. So anybody in the crowd have a rant of the week for us? Well, yes, I like to, if you... Uh, I mean, I can always find. So actually, I can think of something. You, but you like, have a neck beard in the back. What, what do you? What do you want? What was the rant? Holiday Christmas shopping. Okay. What about uh, you? you what about Black Friday? Black Friday. Yeah, okay, you yeah. all. Well, what do you got? Family traveling. Oh God, Jesus Christ. Getting corrupt, Justin. <laughs> well, I mean, I can do that. Well, I can uh, rant of the week on you doing uh, that. Okay, so EC3 buys me this chair. We'll start. With, we'll start. I got a rant, and he gets rant. So he buys me this chair. This chair, fucking right here. Because, like, you know, you're, you're editing for 13 hours. You need you need back support. He cares about the health of his team. He surprised me with the chair. Uh, Raquel, the NXT Women's Champion, came in and set it up for me. It was a really great moment. Um, but what we don't realize is that this this cushion on his chair acts as a sponge. So if EC3 sitting in the chair and he's got a heavy carb day or leg day or whatever, him and AJ Sims like to joke about in text messages, he's just actually compacting his t- his farts, his toots into the sponge. So it could be 45 minutes and he's over there 
buying sleeveless hoodies so we can give you guys three brand sleeveless hoodies. He's over there making sure that all the clients are taken care of, but he's literally just letting every bit of, of his carb day into the seat. And then he gets up and walks away and he's like, Hey Jed, yeah, can you uh, do a once over on this order? And I sit down and I sit and it just, so like, it's not even crop dusting. That, that's gotta be a whole new, it's like a ass eruption. It's like a landmine almost. A yeah. Proximity mine. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, is that is that is a, that's not even a rant. That's just how it is. hundred uh, percent accurate. I am a nice guy and I bought him a chair. Yeah. And I tend to <laughs> fart in it, and it's mostly on leg days, which happens to also be today. Um and it's because my digestion is so fluid that you know I it's bad actually. And then when I was real young, I had parts of my intestines taken out, my small and small intestines and stomach, so that's why I have that six scar on my delightful your insides are not essential no they're kind of like 70 percent capacity so luckily i found the digestion things that work for me which you can see in my essential supplement guide i don't know if it's out yet but like all the shit i take for shitting and why i'm super lean so yes good rant um i can't top it i can only base my therefore rant upon your rant because you did so well, I don't want to take too much time ranting, but I went to the movies. I went to see a movie. The first movie I saw in the post, whatever we want to call this time, era. Actually, no, I saw Tenant. We both I, saw Tenant. We both we saw Tenant. Go, we, I went alone, though. Yeah, but we but saw like, it at the same time. I need, like, I need three watches, and I that's still don't know what happened, and I'm pretty smart. So I go to the movies. I saw The Last Duel with uh, Matt Damon. Adam Adam Affleck, Adam Driver, directed by Ridley Scott. I love an epic. I love war. I love feudalism. I love soldiers battling. I love when something comes down to mano e mano, battle to the death. Love it. It was a great movie. I think it did terrible at the box office because people, we can't have nice things because people can't see art or something good with depth and story. They have to go see bullshit. I'm sure Eternals, which was a flaming hot pile of shit, did better than The Last Duel. I'm sure the piece of shit I watched on my weekend break called The Green Knight, holy shit, I can't believe I spent $4.99 on Amazon renting it, did better than The Last Duel because we can't have nice things. So check out The Last Duel. It was fantastic. I'm waiting for Pat to see it so we can talk about it. But to bring this full circle... Movie's ending, and credits begin. Old man stands up, starts walking towards the exit. You know, he's got his little cane. He's an old man. You know, I'm sitting there. I'd like to see the entirety of the credits, kind of soak in the score a little bit, see if there's anything I miss. Oh, that's a good grip. And he stops right by me, and he just goes... (laughs) He... Crop dust in me. And I went. <laughs> and he wanted to look at me, but he couldn't. Because if he did look at me, you know what I would have said to him? You know what I would have told that old man? I would have told him, nice. Good stuff. Because there's nothing wrong with little crop dusting. Farts are natural. The end. For now on, that's Vinny Pacifico's mic whenever he's got to come and cut promos. It's the mic he's using. 
Um, we have a Vinny Pacifico shirt here at Justified Prince. That if yeah, it's the asshole of the week. Has asshole to wear. of the week shirt. Yeah. Um, it's it's right up there. If you want to throw it at me, yeah. you know you uh, ne- neckbeard in the back. Ed Bates, throw it to me. You toss it over. So yeah, come so, here. Number one, it's fucking printed on a Gildan. Yeah. First off, all right, boxy ass bullshit. I know why he sent it to me, and for that I'm thankful. But the fact he sent me us yes. in the, in the shirt game, uh, f- Gildan, which I want to bury my worst enemy in. Yeah, you sent me an extra large, yeah. which you think I'm jacked. I should be an extra large, but not like in the Gildan. Where do you see what this thing is? I mean, the narrative put, is sweet. Put your, come put your head here. Come put your head here. Oh, yeah, fuck it. Get, no, get in here. Yeah. Look at higher. Hi, yeah. Dumbass I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Space it's Cowboy, Space Cowboy s- spinning in his, his, his intergalactic grave. And so, <laughs> another yeah. thing, too, is, is like as a screen printer, too. Um, oh, real bad. Yeah, real Like, we call this a uh, pizza box in the business. So, you, who wants to wear this? You're, you're selling this to wrestling fans. Odds are they got a hairy ass belly. You know what I mean? Odds are, like, as soon as they put it on, they're going to sweat it. They're probably going to wear it for three days. And drip all their Taco Bell on it, and you're gonna leave a big piece of plastic on it. It's like Taco Bell. It sticks. It sticks. As soon as a light sweat, it'll stick. You know what I mean? It's called a pizza box. It feels like filth. It looks terrible. So, and Justified Prince, if you if you fuck up here, you have to wear the Vinnie Pacifico shirt. Um, So far, only uh, Space Cowboys had to wear it. No, I wore it too. You wore it. Yeah. Well, you came in wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Constant fuck up. But also, if you ever need your T-shirts made. At justified underscore prince, www.justifiedprince.com. Yeah. They'll make. They're tossing on one of those. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's toss another one. Yeah, new shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one also printed on a fucking Gildan. These indie got, guys. These indie these guys of the Gildan. Indie has the same psychology as like local regional bands. Like whatever's cheap, I can get twenty bucks for it. Cheaper the better. It's like the, the Matt Cardona would say that. Cheaper the better. I get my twenty five bucks on that shit. But you but, know when he does his shirts with us, we print his actual shirts he wears on nice material. Yeah, the shirt he's wearing. Is a night, he's wearing yeah. a next level, but he's yeah, selling you a Gildan, and that's the wrestling business. Um, but you know, here it is a nice double hit, double hit white on a fucking Gildan. But you know, for you know, Jake Logan with his, his catchphrase, Fight Me, we did this here at Justified Prince, burn it on a 110 mesh, nice little double hit. At least that's what I'm going to tell him, nice little double hit. Um, but yeah, it's uh, come get her. You better heard of Vinny's. Yeah, That's true. yeah. I didn't print Vinny Pacifico's fucking shirts because if I did print his fucking shirts, I would have told him to be done in three weeks and forgot about him. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm, not yeah. I'm not printing his shirts until he's he's packing that punch, Vinny the packing yeah. the punch Pacifico, which you're gonna see in future narratives. Uh, let's take it home because I let's think we home. did great. I think we yeah. did great. Yeah. Oh, is there a homework assignment? Homework assignment. Yeah, I got a homework assignment. I want you to cook a homemade meal for you and somebody else and send me a picture of it. But I want to actually yeah, go on there, find some crazy recipe, cook something unique, cook for yourself. Uber Eats, poison. Yeah. DoorDash, poison. Crap. crap. Eats, yep, poison, crap. Again, anything processed, go, like, stop. Like, let's cook someone you care about a clean meal. Cook Send them. us a picture with that smile. Yeah. Light a candle, bonus points. All right. So to end everything today, I did. I got to psychoanalyze Matt Taven, but a crazier thing happened is that you know, beamed down from his fucking his uh, what would you call his uh, what do cowboys live in the the corral? 
his corral in space, Space Cowboy beamed himself down, and he did a, out of this, a little out of this world with Matt Taven. And Matt Taven had no fucking idea who Space Cowboy is or what. And we got some pretty, pretty amazing magic out of it. Till next week. Yeah, out of this world. We're here on episode three of Atlas World with the Space Cowboy, Stacey Alexander. I am joined by my new best friend. It's Matt Taven. How are I don't you? even know this guy. That's <laughs> bad for the show. So you, you thought I was going to kill you. It's a... Uh, this is I'm wearing had, a I've shirt a that day. says "Die." You're kind of slightly damp, and you just came. I honestly have no idea who this person That's is. He came and cap. sat down. I'm always damp. Okay. So I went. I went to, I went to the grocery store today, and I wanted a PB and J. I bought some grape That's jelly. Something that you get. Oh, okay. Shout out purple. Oh. Okay. Already driving. I don't like. I get the home, jelly. make the PB and J. I'm out of knives. Had to use a steak knife. Made me feel like a man. But it made me feel like a man who neglected to buy dishwasher liquid. And then I went to squirt the jelly, all liquid, bad batch. And that was my dinner. It dripped all over me in the car. I felt like an absolute goof. No thoughts on that. Got it. Yeah, I know. It's a tough one. Perfect. It's going to be bad for the podcast version if you just pat me instead of saying anything. We'll fix it I in mean, post. did you go to the grocery store in your ripped jeans? Yeah, and I went for dishwasher liquid, which is the real shit of it all. So, I mean, those jeans have something under the rips, so everyone My knows body. they're not naturally ripped jeans. I'm naturally ripped You're jeans. wearing a cowboy hat, so that makes you think, like, he's a cowboy, should have naturally ripped jeans, but then when they see the underneath stuff, they know you're not a cowboy. You're the whole thing's ruined. You're wearing a backwards hat that makes people think you're Ryan Sheckler. I mean, what are we doing? I here? don't even know who Ryan Sheckler is. Yeah. I always go for imagine, Dan Cortez. Imagine other people thinking MTV you're someone sports. you've never even heard of. I never told I'd you. I feel pretty bad about myself. I never told you you looked like anyone. This I was describing you. That I'm was yourself. You. Ryan, you're being very... I don't know who this person okay. is. So again, we're back here, episode three. Do you want to tell the, the jelly story shoot. again? No, that I think we got one. it good the first time. No, I thought you should do it I've again. I got a snake story in my back pocket in case you keep hitting me with the tood, and i got to turn this camera and take over the show. No, don't maybe bite we'll me now. Maybe we'll get there, maybe we won't. Fact is that shoot. what you made those jeans out it's of? Kind those of supposed to be snake skin? I don't know why you're yelling at me. Okay. What uh, If you had to pick one. Yep. What is your favorite 1983 Pulitzer Prize winning novel? Oh, that's got to be um, oh, man, was, uh, nothing but inappropriate stuff is coming. Uh, let's just say The Giver. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I that was in 83. thought you were a big fan of the color purple. Uh, <laughs> should we spin all the way around? That would make me feel like no, that I'm joke gonna, was I'm complete. Okay. No, that was good. I thought that was your thing. That was good. When did the movie come out? I don't know if there is a movie. Ah, oh, there's definitely a movie. Don't nod at me. <laughs> no, off there's definitely like a movie. Know. I'm pretty sure Oprah's there's in it. There's a musical. When did that come out? After 1983. <sighs> Debatable. Other questions. Uh, what was it like eliminating the Undertaker from prepared. the Royal Rumble? You came prepared. Yeah, I know. I came prepared. I don't know you're you. stepping on my questions. I know you. Okay, like I stepped on your gloves, foot. right? What was it like Is eliminating the, the Undertaker from the Royal Rumble? The, it felt great. Was that big for you? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? When I had those big purple gloves and my mm-hmm. big purple boots. Bigger accomplishment, like, eliminating the Undertaker in the Royal Rumble or winning season one of Tough Enough? You know, I mean, it was those eyebrows that was the biggest accomplishment, right? Of course. I mean, that's the only thing that people remember. Who doesn't love the eyebrows? I, I think, but I mean, what I wouldn't go with the Maven joke. I would go with the Raven joke. Like, what about me? What about Taven? Who? You don't know him? What? Next, what's your next? You are the next one on here just says New Hampshire. 
That's the Granite State, live free or die. Yep, only two options there. That's it. And you where have... exactly, I Googled Tavenville. Uh-huh. It said Texas, is that right? No, Tavenville exists in the mind of the people who get it, which I don't <laughs> think Clearly is not, buddy. you. Yeah. But not Texas. No, I mean, it could be in Texas. Okay. It could be anywhere. The only it could other, be right here. The only we other information Tavenville. is that there was I wouldn't. Th- I think that, that dress, your dress probably is not up to code for Tavenville. Well, I'm Did you get that pants. shirt at Disney? No. Hmm. I'm not in a dress. You got a what? What? You said huh? I had a dress. No, the Disney shirt that you're wearing. Because yeah, immediately it's, it's supposed to be cute, but people just see the Disney logo, All so they I just think you're cute. an enthusiast. You ever miss the mohawk? <sighs> yes. All the time. I have curly hair. It's hard to maintain. I am mostly bald. Okay. Well, you're wearing a hat that's made yeah, out of a, a Coca-Cola point. box. Coca-Cola Zero. And it's vintage now. They switched the, switched the design, yeah. the recipe. Are you proud of these things? <laughs> Only if you are. I, I'm confused about all this stuff. Nice to meet you. Confused, I'm Stacy. A couple more <laughs> things. Do you ever think about choosing a better song to like than Pretty Handsome Awkward by The Used? No, why would I ever think of a better song than Pretty Handsome Awkward? I don't know. Because I'm pretty, I'm handsome, and I'm awkward. Clearly. Yeah, so it just touches all bases, and, uh, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Shut up, baseball. It's like your hat or your outfit. This outfit is so good. I can't get it. You're wearing Crocs? Did I not notice that? You're wearing sandals. I am. We live in Florida. Yeah, I, man. Oh, oh yeah, it's Florida. So yeah. They, that's Florida was made for sandals. Crocs. I'm, I'm fine with Crocs. Wear them at any time. But Crocs with jeans, dye shirt, and a Coke Zero hat. You nailed it. I don't ever told you you got great eyes. What cost? You're lot. really good at looking at stuff. Yeah, no. you, you know I, what all I, of it I is. I do have good almost eyes. Almost immediately. I do have good eyes. Yeah. Card candy. Observational humor. Handsome. That's what I go with. I wouldn't. You know what I don't. Because I'm you not should prepared. Let other people say I'm it's not humor. prepared. It's observational, sir. I mean, humor is just is a subjective. couple more things before we wrap it up. That's all of the card. Um, yeah. Where can people find you on socials? Where can people find you? Who are you? Well, I'll tell you. They can find me sometimes at Justified Prince. I've very recently been fired. Other times on <laughs> Hey, you Twitter. and me both. Don't yeah, worry hey, about it. Look at it us. Happens. See, best of <laughs> Common ground can be found almost anywhere in life. I actually immediately like you and so much And don't you more. forget it. Yeah. Twitter at Cowboy Stacy. Instagram at Your Space Cowboy. And also in the DMs of the Control Your Narrative page. Ooh. Oh, I guess I'll be sliding into those. Because right, I'm welcome to. the Matt Taven on Instagram, Matt Taven everywhere else. MattTaven.com. Taven, 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 if you didn't get the point already. It's been all right for me. It's, I'll forget it probably by tomorrow. I love you.